Hey everybody, Thomas here to give you a quick update from iCast Fireball. I say I'm giving you all an update, but I mainly just want to give a big ol' thank you to everyone that has been following along and listening to our show. Over this past month, you all have surprised us and helped us get over 1,200 downloads for the month of January. This was by far the most downloads we've ever had up to this point and is quite literally thanks to all of you. There is a lot of excitement over here at ICF as a result of this, and it's caused us to dream bigger than we ever dared dream. At our core, the cast of ICF are all storytellers, and there are more stories that we'd like to share beyond this campaign. But of course, more stories means more work, and we're already pushing Mickey hard enough with the editing. Like many of our own favorite podcasts, we've been considering launching a Patreon account, which would give us the juice we need to provide more content for our wonderful fans. But before we jump in headfirst, we'd like to see if there's enough interest to justify taking this big step. So, for the next two months, we will be taking a poll that will help drive and shape the future of iCast Fireball. Now you can participate in this poll in two different ways. The first way is to contribute to our Kofi account. Kofi is a free-to-use and feedless online donation service that allows you to tip creators directly without part of your donation being taken by the website itself. As I mentioned, we will mainly be using this as a poll, so even giving the minimum donation amount is a strong indicator to us on how much you would like new material from ICF and if starting a Patreon would be a viable next step for us. Our Kofi account will be in the episode description. The second way you can contribute is by reaching out to us at our email, icastfireball2020 at gmail.com, or tagging us on social media using the hashtag icastfireball. We would love to hear any suggestions you have or preferences of what stories you would like to see told. Again, this poll will take place over the next two months, so let us know what you think during that time to help us shape the future of iCast Fireball. As always, thank you for lending us your ear, and on with the show! Hello everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of iCast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure of the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Flapel. Last we left our adventurers. Things were kind of crazy, right? Like, if I'm being honest, things were, things were a little crazy. Last we left them, they were anxiously hiding out in the hallway, leading towards a room with roughly a dozen individuals standing between them and Frulon Mondath. Now, with the help of Zaza... They all were able to rush forward, Fleeple and Lance passing everybody, heading straight into Mondas' chamber, while Mal stayed behind and flew into a monstrous rage, eliminating every single living soul. Lance and Fleeple were able to witness Mondas' frustration at their entrance, as well as her terrifying transformation after she plunged a glowing dragon tooth into her chest, deforming her into a creature unknown to our party. After a valiant fight, some clever transformations from Fleeple, and a natural 20, Mondath was finally defeated, falling limp to the ground. And that's where we pick up this week. Still an initiative. Still in the midst of a battle, Mondath's body falling limp, her wings still protruding, her spine still rigid, her teeth still curved, and exhaling her final breath, 
there is one final enemy behind Mondath's corpse, and as she falls to the ground, this guard just looks in horror as he slowly looks up at you, Fleeple, who is a gorilla right now, or an ape. Correct. Apel. He's Apel. Apel? That's right, Apel. In initiative order, it would have been Mondath's turn now, having been defeated, completely gone. It goes to Zaza and Mal. Mal, it's difficult for you to think straight right now, but you can. It just requires an extra effort, and your body is still, like, a little bit enlarged from what it normally is. Your muscles are, like, pushing against your your shirt, your armor, and your pants, and you just are are breathing. It's your turn. What do you do? Seeing that cultist on the clear other side of the room, she will just take out that, she'll redraw that long sword and just take it in both of her hands and charge forward, trying to essentially impale that cultist into the far wall. Excellent. So in front of you, about 15 feet away, Lance is on the ground, conscious, having the healing spirit in that location. <clears throat> Mal, you also see April directly in front of him and the cultist on the other side of April. He's about 30 feet away from you. What's your movement speed? 30. 30? Yeah. So without issue, you're able to just charge, screaming at the top of your lungs. Yeah! Go ahead and make an attack roll. Well, you know what's important to play D&D? Dice. <laughs> Do you know what's always on my desk? Also dice. Do you know what's not currently here? Dice. So I'm going to use my watch. <laughs> Because I have, on my Fitbit, I have I have a d20. <laughs> so I rolled a, a 19. 19 is a hit. Go ahead and roll damage here. And if you need me to, I can. That's good. It's a 10 points of damage. And before this cultist can even utter a word, like, <gasps> out of nowhere, Mel's sword, <laughs> right through their gut, <gasps> pushing them back into the wall and it has hard resistance but the blade still goes through the actual cave wall behind them and limp on your sword before you kick the body against the wall onto the ground and we are out of combat with nothing else to do and no other enemies present and being kind of, she seems almost unconscious to the people behind her. She will go, what I can only describe is as Kylo Ren on the wall behind this, just like with the sword slashing and hacking at just the wall behind him, finishing out that full rage before it deflates. Awesome. So April and Lance, both of you are just staring, seeing this other side of Malin. You've seen her be brutal before. You've seen her do what needs to be done. But in clear view, her skin is physically darker. The shade is physically different from what she has. And as her face just is turning from side to side as she's slashing, kicking, yelling, frothing at the mouth, you see that her tusks are noticeably longer until finally (sighs) (sighs) Mal comes to her senses and she just (sighs) (sighs) and she she's the sword and as she does you'd expect 
just having slashed at the entire wall, the wrappings to have been disturbed, cut, removed, whatever, and the blade to be chipped. This blade has not changed. The wrappings are perfectly taut around it still, and it seems to be just as sharp as it always has been. But as she sheathes it and turns around to both of you. Lance, I believe the healing spirit, Fleeple, is continuing to heal Lance, or is well, is that just going to be a constant thing? Or So that is going to be, oh gosh, I can't remember exactly how many rounds it's been up. I want to say it's been up three rounds. So about seven, seven more rounds, yeah. Yeah, so we're basically going to get seven more D6 of healing. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, if uh, you wouldn't mind, go. I, I think that's appropriate to roll just right now. I don't think there will be any interruptions for those seven rounds. And then we'll see maybe how much Lance can get and if that can transfer to maybe some other members of the party here. All right. So let's see. We'll just start. That's going to be a six. <laughs> Six? Okay, great. And so, Ned, while you're uh, rolling some of these, (laughs) Lance, as you're like heaving and just (sighs) realizing what happened, you just feel this. It's odd because it's not, it's nothing tangible, but you feel like this pressure against your face. And as you look, that healing spirit is just like licking your face. But of course, it just being a spirit, there's no saliva, there's nothing. So it's just like this odd pressure against your face pushing you as if it were a sheep <laughs> that's another three uh how many more hit points do you need before you're at full <laughs> uh probably like another 31 <laughs> oh. <laughs> i went down hard <laughs> okay let me just so the five remaining rounds might be just to lance here uh, that is going to be, ah, uh, man, I rolled a couple ones. That's only going to be 12 more at the end there. So wait, tw- plus 12 plus 3, so 15 total? Uh, plus the original 6, yeah. Excellent. Okay, 23. I'm at 23 now. All right. For the secret boss behind the door! <laughs> okay, it's been nice being on the podcast, guys. I'll chat with you. <laughs> Everybody's a bard. Everybody's a bard. <laughs> oh man! I'm gonna say Lance is kind of because he's he was on the ground and he, so he's still on the ground with that healing spirit next to him and he's he's just staring at where the the monstrosity of what Mondath was was up there before he shot it and he's just kind of almost like a what is it called the the hundred mile stare kind of thing he's just kind of like staring up there. A little shell-shocked, yeah, unnaturally quiet and not moving and moving on to the next step as Lance usually is. He's just kind of like looking up there very quietly. And then as some moments pass and after the healing spirit kind of like rouses him a little bit because he's getting better, he just kind of stands up and he's like, um, um, we need to, uh, search the room. Um, you two can, uh, search in here. I'll, I'll go behind... And he's not looking at Mal or Fleeple. He's just kind of like, kind of staring off still a little bit. Uh, you two can stay in here, search the bodies, and um, I'll go to that back room and see if there's anything. Okay, so there was a desk that Mondath was sitting at, right? Yes, there is a desk. This room, even though there was that battle in it, there, every element seems to be here from when you originally entered Lance and Fleeple. Um, that desk has just strewn with papers. There's a lot of dragon art around the room. There's even like a figurine in the uh, bottom right. 
but it sounds like you want to do like an investigation check of the room or do or a perception like are you are you focusing in on that desk yeah my my first goal is to just grab as many papers and scrolls as i can from the desk sure and as an ape i'm just gonna you know i'm not even going to like search for hidden drawers or compartments i'm just gonna tear the entire desk apart until i find everything that's inside of it so just both hands smash and just like ripping open the cushions like uh breaking the legs and seeing if there's like a hidden compartment there me want bureaucratic forms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, not even, like, no need for a roll. Uh, there are a lot of papers here, and, like, <laughs> Mal, it's a little odd just looking at it because you'll see uh, April just, but then come across some papers and gently, like, pick them up and, like, straighten them out, set them off to the side rip the chair like leg apart and, and like find some more papers a uh, fleeple you do find uh, a couple of papers in a drawer that was def uh, false and it's to your you you having your own intelligence you'd be like wow i never would have found something like that it was like underneath it was like a hidden drawer within a hidden drawer almost like and so you thankfully just being smashing it open you're able to grab the papers put them over all right. So is there anything particular that I should add to my inventory aside from just like notes from Mondath? Uh, we'll just just put that for now and then maybe we'll do an we'll do an investigation check later when uh, you decide to sit down and actually read through some of the stuff. As I'm g- gathering these together, I'm like definitely going to have to go check with Leo Sin over at Candlekeep see if he's interested in this information. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Mal what are you doing while Lance walks off? A uh, fleeple is April is just smashing this desk. What are you doing? Being with Mondath's body, I'll search Mondath's body to see if she might have kept something on her person. Great. Go and roll me an investigation check then. Do 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 eleven. Eleven. Okay. There are. It's odd investigating this body because a lot of the clothing is now. If this makes any sense, the clothing is in odd positions from where it should be. Does that make sense? Like, if there were pockets or pouches, they have been moved or ripped or uh, just jostled around uh, due to her transformation. Like, as I mentioned, the back is just completely, like, torn because of the spikes that came through and then the wings that uh, followed that. And with an 11, you actually... it's, It's hard for you to, like, navigate her body with this transformation you can't find anything other than like just uh, a little gold honestly and it, 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 even that it's like three gold pieces and those are the ones that uh, even some of those are bent um, just for quickly being moved uh, in the sudden burst of magic uh, Mal wouldn't know to look for this necessarily but is that dragon claw was that disin- like disintegrated when she used it, or is that something that would be found with an 11 on her person? <laughs> with an 11, you're able to, like, you didn't know, you weren't present where, like, how this transformation occurred. You just saw, whoa, she's this crazy dragon lady, so <clears throat> you've heard of cat ladies, this is a dragon lady. And so you are unable to find, not knowing where to look, it's just unclear 
if where that dragon tooth was or if there was even in her body. Perfect. We'll hop over to Lance. Shaken, a little shaken, you go into the back quarter over here. I go into the back quarter and immediately when I'm out of sight, kind of on this, because I'm going up toward the top of this chamber where there's this little enclave. And as soon as kind of Lance turns the corner where that rock wall is, where he knows like they don't see anymore, he just like slams himself against the rock wall, slides down and just like kind of starts hyperventilating. He's thinking about the the vision that he saw right when he killed this creature and it's freaking him out. He's just sitting there and he, <sighs> and he reaches up and he grabs at his, at his scarf and he just pulls it kind of loose <sighs> and he's just kind of like feeling his neck as he's thinking about that and he's just kind of saying to himself, why am I seeing these things? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Uh, okay. Collect. Collect yourself. Collect yourself. Think. Don't panic. And as he kind of like breathes it out and tries to calm himself down, he he grabs at the bow that he's been, that it, you know, one of his weapons this whole time, and he kind of starts to unwrap the leather at the kind of handle point of the bow enough to see the name that's carved in it. And he's just feeling that name with his finger, just thinking back and being like, is this because of what I did? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying. And then he kind of wraps it back up and just kind of tries to breathe out and calm himself and kind of starts to feel his neck one more time and then put the scarf back on, straighten it out. <sighs> okay, okay. And he's kind of getting back into the zone of where he's at. Go ahead and roll me a constitution saving through a lance. Constitution? A nine. Nine, okay. Having just gone through the experience that you had, with a nine, you feel like you can hold it in really well and, like, recover from it. However, Mal, Fleeple, once Lance comes into view, whenever that is, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, there is something noticeably... Lance is obviously shaken by something, and you can tell he's trying to hide it or trying to overcome it, and he just does not seem to be doing a good job about it. But Lance, what else would you like to do in this room? I will investigate after I've kind of tried to collect myself as much as possible as Lance has. I will try and investigate this room, like look about it. I haven't even like looked at anything in this yet. And I'm like, okay, where am I? What's this room? Uh, and I just start investigating whatever it may be. Excellent. So the obvious things that you see is uh, there is a bed in here. It's not as gaudy as the bed that you saw in Mondath's tent when you were brought in to supposedly receive your reward. Um, but it, there is some sort of bed and it is still nice. It's definitely not the cots that or mattresses or straw, straw that, um, the guards were sleeping in, in the other room. Um, but there is a fairly basic bed here and there is a mantelpiece and a chamber pot. Uh, you can roll a perception check if you wanted to try and dig in a little deeper into this room. If you feel there is something of to dig in deeper. 
<clears throat> so it would be a perception to take in the room. Investigation if you're focusing on a specific item or air like thing. How fitting for the occasion. That's a one. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, you you said it best. How fitting for the occasion here. You're like, okay, bed, chamber pot. <sighs> Things look good. Yeah. Okay. Not nothing. Nothing. <clears throat> nothing to report. Does the mantle have a drawer, or is it just like a straight up? Yeah. So like, there's a drawer, if you, and you can go. You can go over. You pull the drawer out, and there's just like a brush, like a comb, a snack, like you know, some rations, if you will. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to play this wrong because you kind of said you saw everything, and you're like, oh, it's all good. So based on that, I have no motivations to like turn over the bed and look under the bed and things like that. Yeah, I mean, you're you're fairly confident that this is just like the living area and that if there were was anything of value here, um, it's probably already been moved into the other room where she, this where she had her desk and her papers and like there's her her wardrobes in there as well. Yeah, you know, so um, this, this room's probably taken care of. Like it, there there isn't really anything to investigate further here. Based on that description you're giving me of his viewpoint and motivations, yeah, then he just kind of. That's when he kind of like, okay, okay. And he turns the corner back into the other room. Great. So all three of you in this room, having accomplished uh, your main objectives here, is there anything that any of you, uh, any one of you would like to do in addition to what you've already described? Yeah. So I I hope this doesn't sound metagamey just because Lance didn't find anything in the other room, but like Fleeple is not happy about this situation he's amped up on ape roids and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and and like this entire room uh that mondath has set up here is like the center of all of the evil that's happened since the beginning of this adventure so fleeple's just like anything that's standing it's getting torn down and smashed apart yeah I mean, I think that's definitely within uh, Fleeple's motivation there. Uh, regardless of if Lance found something or not, you probably still would destroy. So, <clears throat> great. So you're just anything that is standing, it's gone. It's getting destroyed. It's getting smashed for as long as it takes and as long as you have your ape form. Am I understanding that correct? Mm -hmm. Excellent. So while he's smashing apart the room, Mal will cast her Eldritch Sight, detect magic, and look for the magic while he's looking for the physical evidence excellent other than the obvious magical items that lance had picked from the treasure chest previously there is no magic emanating from the two dead bodies in here mondaths or the cultist in the remains of the desk there is also no magic as well in one of the papers however the stack of papers that are set to the side there is magic. And you can tell it comes from the school of illusion. So that is uh, you doing a full sweep. That is all of the magic that you are able to glean from this area. And Fleeple, as you keep going, you just throw out Mondath's dresses and outfits and ceremonial robes. And you just toss them onto the ground. Oddly enough, most of these are purple. Like dark purple and most of her ceremonial robes that uh you recognize as cult of the dragon garb is also purple and so the design is the same but 
the coloring is distinct, specific for Mondath, and she's actually wearing purple as well on her body, as deformed as it is. But you smash the wardrobe, you smash, you throw over like a piece of pottery um, with iconography of a, a chromatic dragon. There's a tapestry you just rip in half. Um, you go to the bed and you just start smashing the bed. Smash, smash. Um, go and roll me a perception check. That's going to be a natural 20 for a 27. Yeah. Whoa. I would like to smash. That's what Lance needed to do. Forget looking at this crap. Just going <laughs> to blow it up. <laughs> I, I will acknowledge this is a little off brand for Fleeple. Um <laughs> There are a lot of ways to investigate a room. That's you know? true. I, I tried to do that, but Thomas made me roll perception. That's <laughs> true. That's true. 27. Sheesh Louise. While you're looking up uh, what to do with that 27, uh, Mal will send Zaza back to watch over Tommy Wingzo because we left him tied up somewhere. <laughs> and he probably needs to be looked after, so I'm going to send Zaza that way. As Zaza goes over, <laughs> you hear in your mind, this guy is just talking to himself. Just talking about, I, I don't even, I can't even follow what this he's saying. This is bull. I did not hit them. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Fleeple, as you are destroying this bed, you rip the mattress, and as you do, a coin pouch actually pops out, and part of it gets ripped. There are an assortment of coins in here of like platinum and gold and silver equaling 200 gold pieces of worth. There you go. Wow. Mondath was, seemed to be pretty paranoid to, yeah, she was not living on budget. She uh, liked to keep her money close to where she was. I'm just going to write that down as 20 platinum because that makes me feel very bougie. Sure, absolutely. Go for it. <laughs> we'll say it was 20 platinum, right? Yeah. This is our world. It can be whatever we want. Okay. So, April, Mal, and Lance, as you are wrapping things up here, it, taking a good probably 45 minutes just to be thorough enough and to research everything that you want to and destroy everything, um, you all come together into the middle of the room. Zaza keeping you up, uh, updating you, Mal, uh, just going, it's literally the same mantra for, for 10 minutes. It's really, really starting to get to me. Okay, And uh, as you all come together, as I mentioned before, Lance is still putting on a good face, but visibly shaken. Um, did we, did we get everything? I hold up the coin pouch and the stack of papers and I just go, <clears throat> Good job, Flayful. Um, Naramana, did you find anything? No, I didn't. Even looking around and using my spells... I didn't find anything. All right. Um, well, we have the eggs, and um, we have these papers. I'm ready to go. Great. Let's go get those eggs that we left in the other place, and let's go. Do we need to take Mondath for any reason, people? Anything else you want from her dead body? Uh, I'm just going to look at it for a little bit, and uh, you know, just give it one quick curb stomp before I turn to leave the room. All right. As all of you leave, uh, 
you were successfully you successfully grabbed the dragon eggs um you put them in your pouch uh and as you exit the cave fleeple as you exit you stay an ape for the full two hours or do you choose to drop it preemptively well i think that's largely going to depend on lance's mood because fleeple he doesn't know how to approach the situation but if lance keeps uh being in kind of this very upset state, then Fleeple's probably going to want to try and talk with Mal a little bit and be like, hey, uh, you know, should we should we do something? Yeah. As you leave this room and you go and get the eggs, being away from that location and it, it being quite a bit of time after the battle had ended, Lance is start finally starting to come out of it, starting to roughly about an hour after the end of the battle, which is when you are exiting the cave, <sighs> starting to breathe the fresh air that's coming from the cave entrance and uh, starting to go back to his old self, so to speak. So there, there does seem to be a, a change in Lance from his shaken state. Yeah, so I think I'll probably then just, you know, kind of stay in ape form, just kind of sling Tommy Wingzo over my shoulders as we walk along. Are we taking him? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm taking him. <laughs> what time of day is it when we come outside? Um, as you come outside, uh, a couple things to note. They're the main campsite of all of the hunters and uh, gatherers. Gone. There are the remnants of a campfire there, but there are not all the individuals that you saw previously. What you do see, however or two lone individuals sitting around a sitting around the remnants of the campfire. Both of them very familiar as they are Lena and An. And as you walk out, they both stand up and rush over to you. Dragonslayer, it seems you have survived. Am I to assume that the cult has been dealt with? Uh, Malamara still kind of affected by that that rage still seemingly in a bad mood kind of looks at them yeah we took care of Mondath we got what we needed thanks for your help I say sarcastically can you please say I say sarcastically to them <laughs> oh that's that's straight <laughs> good, up it's good. not it's not I say sarcastically she says I say sarcastically that's not subtext <laughs> that is text <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> the subtitles say that. <laughs> so yeah, we took care of Vondath and uh, we got what we needed. What are you guys going to do now? Uh, uh, well, I uh, <clears throat> have to say I'm glad to see you alive. I had no love for Mondath, but uh, And you could tell that she's noticeably put off by what you've given her, right? Like from uh, your vibe... Totally messed with her mellow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I like that you're trying, Thomas. <laughs> I'm a dad. I'm a dad. <laughs> oh, man. From what you essentially threw at her, she's uh, taken aback, and she <clears throat> not quite sure how to react and uh, broached the subject. She said, eh, we had thought about it and were thinking to maybe follow you uh, to learn of you as we were doing with Langdorosa, but <clears throat> seems that you might not appreciate our presence so um Anne and I will uh, we will find our own path we will forge one and perhaps this will teach us what we need to know so we can go back to our village and 
we can teach others. Mal, recognizing that her words had this effect on these two women and realizing how abrasive she was being, kind of hangs her head in, in a little bit of shame. I, sorry, and she kind of shakes her head a little bit. I, I apologize. Let me, let me start over. You have no need to apologize to us. Dragon I do. Slayer. I, I do. We would, we're going back to Greenest after this. If we would appreciate some extra company, if you'd like to go back to Greenest with us, maybe we could help you find your way after that. I really, I, I should not have responded that way. And I apologize. Um, well, I, a direction forward is be most most helpful to help us before we part ways. So, if you would have us, we would like to accompany you back. I think that we would all appreciate appreciate that and welcome you to to travel with us. Thank you. That was, that was Lance. Just like is like rolling his eyes. Like, but he he's not going to object. He's not going to outright just like be like, no, we're not, no. But he he still he he thought like Mouse saying that being like yeah you show him and like then like she's like I'm sorry he's like ah crap well so <laughs> so he he's just like he's not gonna object at all but he's yeah he's visibly like yeah okay I'll you can come with us but I'm not gonna talk to you at all all right well packing things up carrying Tommy Wingso with you back to Greenest. He's in. A, he's he's part of this now. <laughs> You're in the party. <laughs> <laughs> we will make you fight for us. As you're leaving the caldera, passing by all of these, this destruction again, the entire grass being raised by fire, structures being burnt, some half up still, not where they weren't fully burnt. But as you pass by the entrance, you all take a moment to look back. And reflect on the significant portion and the significant amount of events that all of you went through together. You were thrust together in Greenest, but you chose to come to this caldera. You chose to come to this camp together. You can't help but feel that, although this was supposed to be your one adventure together, as Lance said, that there's this bond that has been created amongst all of you to where you really feel that you could support and call yourself a team. And I, I look at both of my friends just so impressed at uh, the difference that I've seen in both of them since that first night back at the tavern. But I reflect on the fact that I'm most impressed that Thomas finally just called it a caldera. Yeah! <laughs> there you go. I'll roll a wisdom saving throw right now. <laughs> a natural one for me. <laughs> As each of you take your moment to, to turn away, turn away, Lance, you start to turn away. And it's only now that you realize that this entire time the voices have been in the back of your mind. Most of them have been a, a jumble. And you just thought that was your own voice uh, beating yourself up, bringing you down. But as you turn away, you hear one voice in particular and you recognize it. And it's Mondath. And you just hear her saying over and over and over again. This is not the end. This is not the end. The time will come. The time will come. My patience will be rewarded. My patience will be rewarded. She will rise. She will rise and I will greet her. I, I will be with her. This is not the end. This is not the end. Lance to that just kind of smirks to himself, reflecting on all the things he's felt, he's seen, 
and just kind of whispers to himself, but also to that voice, just, Welcome to the party. And he'll keep walking. We just doubled our size. We've got some Berserkers, we've got Mondath, and we've got Tommy Wings O. <laughs> <laughs> the Jank Squad. <laughs> Flash forward. The Not too long. Just enough to get you back to Greenus. The Barbarian's taking a turn carrying Tommy Wings O when Philippe can't or doesn't want to necessarily use his beast shapes. You get to greenest, and you get to greenest as the day is ending, uh, as the sun is starting to set. Um, no welcome party this time around, because everybody is mostly going off to their homes, uh, and you're able to uh, enter the main area as the market is closing down. People are uh, starting to go back home for dinner, go to the tavern, uh, go into the winged dragon, uh, things of that nature. Um, uh, is there anything in particular you wanted to do while in greenest? Uh, Lance would just like to check in on uh, Morden and uh, the girl, uh, which we always have changed her name, but I'm just going to stick with Ardinia. Yeah, Lance would just like to check in on them, and also at some point, and I think this is naturally going to happen, but he does want to have kind of a group meeting to figure out the next step. Excellent. So you go and check on Morin, remind him that you saved his life. Hello, how are you? I saved your life. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Any free stuff? <laughs> okay, so try and get everybody back up to a group meeting. If there's nothing in particular, we can just jump right to that group meeting, unless uh, Mal or Fleeple, there is something you wanted to do. I Is is there any chance that I spot Co-op? Any chance <laughs> at all? Shoot me in the face. <laughs> You you don't spend Let him longer roll, than maybe Let an hour. <laughs> but as you ask around, nobody seems to know who you are talking about. He was a ghost they, the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> One woman, uh, a baker who's closing up, she goes, How do you say his name was Quab? 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 Sounds a little weird to me. Yes, I. I I, I pity the parents who came up with that name. Ah, if he even had any parents, if he didn't uh, stick around with that Lance character, as you said. Huh, well, no, never seen him, never know him. Um, and you get similar results uh, from other people um, with different accents as well. So With different accents. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you talking about? <laughs> As, as I move to rejoin with uh, the rest of the group, I'm I'm kind of like, does anybody remember this guy except me? And I pull out the worm box, and I look at the worm, and I'm just like, was he a ghost the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I realize I'm going insane. I'm talking to a dead worm, and I put the worm box back in my bag and find the rest talking to a dead worm as you're putting the box away go and roll a perception okay 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 i'm giving myself guidance on this that's another 27 (laughs) as you're closing the lid of the worm box you see some movement in the box (gasps) and you quickly open it back up and what, for what you mistook as movement was one of the papier-mâché heads just 
falling off, and now it's loose inside the box. Oh. I I think about maybe trying to put it back on, and I'm like, actually, that's disgusting, and I close the box. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask, when you, just in the world, are you just, like, constantly, like, muttering the guidance spell onto yourself? Like, as, like, and this is just, like, for all D&D. Like, whenever you're like, oh, I cast guidance on this person or on myself, is it just like a... Because I ask intermittently for these specific checks, and so I just have to, like, imagine, like, villagers being like, what is that Fleeple muttering under his breath as you're just, like, touching your chest, touching your chest, touching your chest. So, so here's, here's, what, here's how I see it. It has a vocal sub- component and a somatic component. So basically it's just a quick pat on the shoulder blade. You got this, sport. And that's how I cast <laughs> the spell. <laughs> <laughs> Just the entire time. You got this, sport. You got this, sport. <laughs> well, with that, let's come together for the gr- the group meeting, if you will. I will say right before the group meeting, Lance does want to talk to Mal for a, Malamara for a second. Oh, yeah. okay. He just says, because been, it's been a couple days now, and I'm just going to be, yeah, just at, at some point before we have the big group meeting, he's just going to approach her and be like, how, uh, um, how, how are you doing? We survived a death encounter that I was pretty sure we were all going to die. So, you know, all things considered, I'm doing pretty good. Now are you? You seemed a little um, off the past, you know, day and a half traveling uh, back. Yeah, near, near death experiences do weird things to you. Right, um, right, right. I just, I've, I haven't seen that much rage from you before than in that cave. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was crazy. Wasn't it? She kind of scratches the back of her head awkwardly, looks away. Yeah. Um, if um, if you ever need somebody to talk to, just know we're here. Uh, Mal looks at him kind of surprised. Fleeple from the other side of town just looks up to the air like, what What just happened? <laughs> change in the wind. <laughs> Mal looks at him uh, kind of surprised. Really, that doesn't seem like... Um, you haven't, forgive me, you don't seem like the kind of person that normally offers a listening ear. Very, very true. Um, well, um, we've been together for a little bit now, and, um, I mean, I'm kind of invested now. And I know that, I just, I mean, you know I like to consider all options before getting into something, and, um... I'm cautious and cowardly, as you put it, but I also know that not hearing from those closest to you and not listening can lead to bad things. And I know you were a mercenary for a while, and with the caravan, didn't seem like you had many friends there, and um, I'm, st- I'm starting to realize being alone isn't always the best option, and... Even though there's risk to that, I I don't want you to be alone in our group with whatever you've got going on. So does that mean you're going to stay? Well, I mean, <laughs> Fleeple's just so cute and, I, you know, I don't... And you're just so stubborn that I don't want you getting him killed all the time, so... I guess I, I, do, I do need to hang around a bit just to make sure that doesn't happen, and... Oh, of course. Technically, of course. I did promise Fleeple that 
we'd see this through, and that doesn't end until we meet up with whoever that, I forgot his name, the priest contact from Candlekeep about this dragon cult, so I'm here for the time being. Leosin? Yes, that man. So, I'm here for the time being. And while I'm here, I I need to hear you out more, because you kick butt, and you have some good instincts about you. Uh, suddenly, Mal is just going to reach out and give him a quick hug. Ooh, okay. And then, like, let go and go, I'm I'm glad glad you're staying. And, like, give him an awkward, like... I, re- I reach out my hand and the, the fist becomes a turkey, oh, I, you know, with the yeah. hand. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, thanks. I, uh, I needed to hear that. So, um... So where'd that Fleeple go? Uh, where'd, yeah. Where'd uh, that Cobalt and Tommy Wingzo Fleeple, go? I just imagine you've been should. sprinting from the other side of town with the Something's change in the air. Something's not right. Something's not right. <laughs> Something's changed. <laughs> as all of you are coming together for this meeting, uh, we'll say in the keep as you are welcome there and Escobar warmly greets you and goes, Ah, yes. Adventurers, I've been... Hoping you'd return sometime soon. I actually have something for all you. Uh, Did you get that uh, winged kobold from us? Aye, it's um, a bit odd, but uh, we've got him here, and uh, do you expect us to keep him prisoner, or uh, put him to work, or...? I know he just keeps saying that he's fed up with this world, and that just doesn't sound like a healthy place to be. <laughs> he's got he's got like an idea for like he just keeps monologuing about things, and I mean he talked about putting on a show or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, right now he's talking about uh, a princess and wanting to do anything for her, so it's a, it's a little bit odd. But I uh, I, I guarantee by the end of this. He'll be your favorite customer. Give <laughs> <laughs> him an inspiration dice. You know you want to. No. <laughs> if you'll wait right here, I'll, I'll bring. Uh, I'll bring what's waiting for you. All right. He he runs off his keys jangling, uh, and he comes back a few minutes later uh, with a letter a se- with a wax seal on it. So. On the wax seal, it goes, uh, it's uh, directed uh, to Fleeple. And Fleeple, here, here you are. I look at the seal and I, I pull out my little dagger that I still don't know why I carry. And I very gently pry the wax away from the paper so I don't disturb the seal because it's very nice. And I flip it open and I start reading out loud. All right. Not only is the seal very nice, but it is a, an iconography of, in the iconography of it, you can tell it's of Bahamut. And on the front, it says, Tefleeple, a brother in arms. And you pop off the seal and you start reading. This is from Leosin. Hey, my, my dude. <laughs> my man. There's a picture of him doing finger guns at night. No, just kidding. <laughs> Hey. He, he sent me a glossy 8 by 10 In this letter uh, It talks about how He 
regrets that he couldn't have left a magic item to uh, communicate with you directly, but that this letter will have to suffice until um, you see each other face to face. He urges you that as soon as you have received this letter to take a night's rest, but then immediately head west to Candlekeep, where he is currently undergoing or will be currently undergoing some further investigation into a couple of his hunches that he has. He prays to the Platinum Dragon above that you have uncovered some other mystery or required some other proof to where uh, he could start recruiting others within his own organization and externally to the cause of fighting the cult and treating them as more serious of a threat. He signs your brother in arms, Leosin. And uh, having been reading this aloud the entire time, when I get to the end, I pull out the stack of papers from Mondath and I look at Lance and Malamara and I point at them just kind of like, uh, uh? (laughs) (laughs) Those and those dragon eggs will... Certainly, I think, turn a lot of eyes at Candlekeep. Which, just as a general note for the dragon eggs, they don't need a lot of attention, actually. You have used been, have you been checking on them, Fleeple, um, for the past day, day and a half. Uh, they aren't going necessarily cold. And your history with nature... Actually, let's go and have you roll a nature check, if that's all right. You got this sport. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, except maybe... <laughs> Except maybe I don't got this sport. Could I assist him? Uh, well, h- how about this? At some point, because I do have an ability to switch my proficiencies around, I could have switched it at some point to nature to maybe help him out. I'll say on a future roll, we'll probably we'll, we'll probably we'll, we'll we'll see what happens when we have some sort of assistance. But uh, Felipe, what did you roll? I rolled a nine. Nine. You know enough to where that these dragons are actually, they're not furthering their stage into hatching, if that makes sense, and that they are somewhat stable. And, uh, but with a nine, you're like, that's, you've been checking on it very quickly and very briefly. So it's like, okay, uh, how are the eggs doing? Eh, good. Okay, close the lid type of a thing. Close my satchel and just doing that every so often. So that's what you're able to glean from that. Okay, uh, one quick comment I want to, before I forget it, could we say that I had grabbed at least some piece of that purple regalia that Mondath had? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Not an issue at all. Oh, I also say, while we're reading this letter and talking about the eggs and things, I also pipe up, oh my gosh, I forgot, and I reach into my pack and I pull out the dragon tooth, very similar to the one Mondath had, that has a red pulsing light with etchings in it. I say, this also, I think, will definitely pique Leosin's interest into what we've discovered. And Mal, as you cast your Eldritch Invocation, it's just strong magical presence from that tooth. Especially when I stab it into my chest. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking, everybody. <laughs> Looking at it now... Thinking back to the one that Mondath used, that had blue light coming from it, didn't it? Hmm. So we might get a more nasty customer from this one. Well, hopefully we don't give it to anybody who becomes a nasty customer. Because then they will not be our favorite customer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, but yes, after having read, uh, read this letter, uh, pulling up the eggs, uh, sharing them with each other, 
Escobar goes, well, well, I'll leave you to it. It seems that you're in an intense discussion here. And uh, I'll uh, take your friends here. Uh, uh, An, you said your name was. Yes, uh, well, uh, it seems that you could use uh, a hot meal. So uh, I'll take them with me here. And uh, Oh, no, goodbye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I would imagine from that letter, Fleeple, that you're wanting to go to Candlekeep. Uh, I would certainly be interested in doing so. All right. So, we'll go to Candlekeep, give Leos and the evidence, and see where that takes us. Sound good, Malamala? I agree. I've got nothing else for the foreseeable future, and um, beyond uh, what I could have imagined, I actually like hanging out with you guys, so I would be honored to go on more adventures with you. Oh, well, per the terms of your contract... And I reach into my pa- my pouch and pull out uh, ten platinum pieces and give five each to Mal and Lance. Nice. I literally didn't even put platinum pieces on here because I didn't think I'd be getting any <laughs> <laughs> on my inventory. This is high fantasy. High fantasy. We also has have platinum. pearls, an ornate ring, and a pouch of great gems from that treasure chest we looted. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to go around right now. <laughs> is there in Greenest, is there, besides the blacksmith, is there any kind of like, because it's a town, there's not like a magic shop no, or like a great, okay, there's, I would imagine. There so. really isn't. I mean, there, there weren't any potions other than what were given to you, uh, and those were being held in reserve. Other than uh, traveling merchants that you might catch, uh, just depend on chance, you'd have to go somewhere like Candlekeep or Baldur's Gate or something like that to try and find serious magic items well isn't that convenient if there's a carpenter can we make sure that we have a box for the eggs they're not just like i imagine we had a pouch and like put some straw in them yeah can we just say that we have commissioned a box for them so that they if we get into a fight or battle that they are protected somewhat excellent well as the group decides to head together towards Candlekeep, having commissioned a box getting any sort of mounts like horses or ponies uh, depending on size here do they ha- is there a stable in the town absolutely there are some stables this being a traveling town there are uh, there are revolving uh horses what is a revolving horse <laughs> um <laughs> it's a carousel <laughs> it's a straight up carousel <laughs> in the middle of town square glitch in this in this game of skyrim here their inventory is revolving, so they're constantly getting new stock, new breeds. <laughs> um, and so you can purchase three ho- uh, three mounts if you'd like. Okay, I-, I like how you changed it from horses to mounts. Do these guys have any axe beaks? No, nobody has an axe beak just laying around. They, It being a small town, they do not have an axe beak, unfortunately. Oh, do they have a pony for Fleeple? Absolutely. There are a wide wide range wide range of so their ponies as well for Fleeple or a smaller folk, so Out of the money I won drinking mal under the table. You also have ten on loan from me too. That you haven't repaid. I'm sorry, I don't recall that transaction. <laughs> Betting down for the night, getting ready for the next day of travel, leaving immediately. All of you having really been successful in this first portion of your adventure of now having some sort of direction instead of just immediately reacting to an attack, immediately reacting to prisoners being taken, it seems that you are finally able to maybe get ahead 
of a of a potential disaster and try and stop something from happening and do some real good. And we all level up. <gasps> yeah. Oh, level five. Oh, sugar, honey, iced tea. Excellent. So before we go and wrap it out, what is everybody leveling up in? I will level up in draconic barbaric. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm going to be rogue. <laughs> rogue. For roguey things. Uh, for roguey things. Getting my sneakies better. <laughs> now you get uncanny dodge. Nice, nice. And I'm taking a second level in Barbarian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. And everybody's proficiency increases. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Level five is such a good level yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, you guys, get ready for some level three spells up in this ish. Oh, level well, three. Are you oh. ready for some uncanny dodge? <laughs> I have some reckless attacks going on. Oh, very. Everyone gets some really cool stuff here. And 3d6 sneak attack. Kind of be really good. All right, let's go and roll for health if you so desire. Let's start with Lance. Are you going to roll for health or are you just going to take... I will roll. Always roll. Always take a chance. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hey. Ooh. On a d8, I rolled an 8. Plus your con modifier. What does that come out to? That comes out to I will now have 43 hit points. Wow. Uh, wow, yeah. Wow. It, okay. Very good. So someone's the new tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fleeple, or Ned, what, what, what are you going to roll? Are you going to roll or are you going to take uh, the half? I've generally taken the half. Roll, baby. It gets you there. Oh, hi, come on. That's a seven plus hey, zero. There you go. Seven more. So that brings me up to Excellent. 30. There you go. All right, and finally, Mickey, are you going to roll or are you going to take the half? I took the roll, which you can't hear because I used my watch, and I also got a nine plus four. Oh, my wow. gosh. That's 13 that extra points to your max. Well, so what do you? what is everybody's totals at? 43. 30. 52. Woo! Whoa! Baby! Well... An exciting time as we head to this next leg of the adventure. That's what we're going to call it for this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. Everybody, we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed playing. From wherever you get your podcast from, please leave us a review. It helps boost our ratings throughout each podcast service, puts our show in other people's recommended feeds, and lets us know that you like what we're doing. If you want to write something a little longer than a review, you could also email us at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we're hoping to get the word out there and set this podcast on fire. Now, to get the most recent up-to-date content from all of us here, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle iCastFireball20. There you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, interesting insights from players in the Dungeon Master, and behind-the-scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world. As always, we have our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where our resident kobold, 
Ned takes a turn as the GM and runs through many one-month adventures using the Fate Accelerated Tabletop System. Whether you like tabletop games, improvisation, or hearing more from Ned, we recommend you go and give them a listen. Lastly, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we've got... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time.